Welcome to On Tangent, where online marketing, entrepreneurship, and life collide. I'm Maida, your online marketing bestie and fellow entrepreneur. It wasn't long ago that I was a corporate slave shackled by golden handcuffs. But now I get to run a flexible, fulfilling business that allows me to make an impact that extends far beyond me. Here, we believe in the power of free-flowing conversations and unfiltered discussions, where every topic is fair game and there are no boundaries and no limits. Join me as we dive into conversations that will equip, entertain, and inspire you throughout your entrepreneurship journey with a dash of humor, lots of curiosity, and a touch of unpredictability. After all, life and marketing is full of surprises. Ready to join me? Grab your coffee or tea and let's get chatting. Hey there, my friend. Today on On Tangent, we're diving into a topic that's all about rediscovering our own definition of success. And trust me, it's a journey that's worth every step. So grab a cozy seat or put on those walking shoes if you listen to us while you're walking, like I usually do, because we're about to have a candid conversation that's very unhinged, I would say. <laughs> you know, and um, when you think of success in the tra- in the traditional sense, it's it's like this prepackaged notion that's almost basically just handed to us, right? You climb the corporate ladder, and that was me. Um, you you fight for that fat paycheck, and basically subscribe to the hustle harder mantra or the hustle culture that we saw. You know rising in the last couple of years. And don't get us wrong, those things are all great and awesome, but they might not be awesome for everyone. Yeah. I this is an interesting topic for me because I think for a very very long time, like growing up, going through college and stuff, the hustle harder thing, like the working like really hard all the time was the thing that I sort of it's almost like I prided myself on it, you know? that it's just this weird idea that everyone has that successful people are always working that the only way that you're going to make progress or grow in a company or whatever is to be working all the time be available all the time even in off hours work weird hours and that might work for some people but to be frank like it's not sustainable right and i know that like corporations like especially like big corporations always encourage maybe they might not outright encourage that but think of it this way. It's profitable for them if you adopt that culture and work towards it, right? Because then that means they get more out of you without paying you more. And I don't know what it was for me that caused that shift. But after I sort of realized that, I was like, no, no, we're not doing this anymore. We are not burning ourselves into the ground for someone else's sake. My idea of success is no longer, I'm going to climb this ladder because... There's more to life than that. And I think that's why this episode is going to be real interesting. And I'm sure Maya and I both have some hot takes as former corporate employees. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, I like what you're saying because what success means to you is completely different what success might mean to me or the next person. And mm-hmm. here's the deal. Success isn't one size fits all, obviously. And I like to think of it as unique as a fingerprint almost because it's about finding what gives your heart that little flutter (laughs) that I like to think of Um, when you think of what it is that you're 
you know, what it is that you're working towards and what makes you excited to jump out of bed in the morning. And that's what I think success should be based off of. And the beauty is that redefining success gives us the power to define our own happiness and fulfillment. And it's like, it's basically like flipping a script and saying, hey, you know what? I'm calling the shots here. And I define this as something that went right. And that's, you know, successful. And this other thing that I tried over here was kind of a flop, but guess what? I learned something from it and that I still call a success. Now I got to tell you about our journey in redefining success too. And this is going to be some real talk right now, (laughs) but to just kind of give you some context, we started with a business model a few months ago that was all about social media, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, It's very social media focused. Yeah. Right. It was very social media focused when it came to the marketing piece of the business and, you know, the constant posts and the stories and the likes and the comments and what can we do to, you know, get seen more and things like that. And it felt like chasing a never ending, you know, being on a never ending treadmill. And we were hustling for sure. And I did not love that, but it also wasn't aligning with our purpose, I think, with what we actually were set out to do with Be The Buzz Academy. So I thought, so we thought, hey, how about we flip the whole thing around? Because the idea was always to create content and provide value to our audience and to our clients and future clients from a long form piece of content format to then break down into smaller pieces and into social media. But what we were doing at the time was going social media first, creating little bits and pieces that just wasn't very authentic, I would say. And yeah. like, not we weren't like speaking from the heart. So now we're like, you know what? Screw all that. We're flipping the script. Let's start with the end in mind kind of thing. Right. Like the goal, I think, I think what I've realized in sort of these past few months is that you and I think in very long-term sort of forms, if that, like long form content, if that makes sense where you and I sort of understand that there are a lot of nuances to the things that we're talking about. And it doesn't feel authentic, I think, to either of us if we don't address those nuances. But when you're stuck with a single image or like a 10 post carousel and there has to be a cover, there has to be an end slide and there has to be this and this and this, it feels so restrictive and we don't have like the freedom to address these things. So it always felt like we were giving half a message and focusing on like the wrong parts of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think with social media, the attention span is so, so short that like, you really have to make it very snappy in a way. And it almost takes away from the impact of the message because now you're focusing on making it clickable, making it, you know, savable and whatever. When in reality, it's, Some ideas are just very, very basic ideas, but have so much meaning and impact. And it's hard to have that come across in a, you know, like you said, a 10 post carousel that people might or might not click on based on what the very first sentence says on the very first slide. Right, right. It's like this battle, I would say. Yeah, like it got, like the message would have to be super distilled or so focused and reduced down. That you sort of like lost the stuff that made it really interesting because think about the last episode, right? Like it's all about why email lists are important. If I just listed those reasons, 
is that compelling is that exciting not really mm-hmm. it can be but in a social media format like something super super short not really like oh yeah cool cool bye yeah exactly it's very true and i think like the side conversations that come with obviously with a podcast but like the deeper thoughts that you could potentially put into a blog post, like all of those things, it's just way too much text for one or two or three, or even like if you extend the posts out over a few different, you know, the message out into a few different posts, it's still not the same. Yeah, for sure. But we thought, you know, going back to our story, we thought, what if instead of prioritizing social media, we start with the end goal and our end goal has always been to teach and share our knowledge with as many people as possible. And what better way to do that than in mass and to do that through a podcast where we can have these free flowing conversations that are very real and authentic and just to the point, um, hopefully for the most part, unless we're on a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) So we jumped into podcasting head first um, and It's a platform that's all about raw, authentic conversations for us. And you know what? So far, it's been like a breath of fresh air for us. And it actually has been so much fun. I don't think I've ever had this much fun creating content, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. And, And like when you have fun like that, it shows like the conversations that you and I have had, like while we're podcasting, while we're setting up, while we're doing stuff around it have been so meaningful and we've learned a lot not just about each other but like about podcasting or not yes podcasting but also marketing in general like the nuances these things that we're talking about our opinions our takes like different things to consider all of these things like if you and I or anyone were to just sit by themselves and try to come up with content that goes online you wouldn't have it's not conducive to that kind of well have you considered this or here's how I think like oh I haven't thought about that that way before yeah, exactly. It's a whole different ball game, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for as far as social media goes, it has been and is becoming more like a sharing tool for us instead of our main focus. Um, and I would say that what we're working towards is that, you know, when we post or, you know, when we start posting, which we actually started posting again today, but when just to give you some more background, we went on like a social media break for a little while and we are back live now. But when we post, it's when we've got something juicy to share and not just for the sake of sharing and not for the sake of like just creating another post because my schedule tells me that I need to post today. And guess what? (laughs) This shift has been like a soul soothing bomb almost (laughs) and I feel so much more aligned with my business and my purpose than ever before so I guess this is a quick reminder for you to set up the type of business model that suits your unique needs in the best way possible but anyway now let's get down to the nitty-gritty how and that is how you can redefine success for yourself And it takes some self-discovery work, to be honest. That's where it kind of starts. And I'm going to talk about how you can get started on this journey in a few different steps, or I might refer to them as phases, if you will. And the very first step or phase that we're going to talk about is to take a peek inside your heart, essentially, and think about 
what lights you up? Is it impacting others that lights you up? Is it having more time for your family? Or maybe it's having financial freedom, aka making loads of money, and there's nothing wrong with saying that to yourself or even to others. I think sometimes the conversation around money can be so taboo, but money is a very good motivator, and I don't think that that's something we should shy away from. Yeah, I think it's important to kind of acknowledge that all of these goals are valid goals, especially when you think about money and financial freedom and the ability to make that choice, especially in this economy. Like it's something that all of us need to be considering. But I like the way that you said that, like thinking about what lights you up. This isn't like trying to solve the meaning of life, which by the way, I believe is something that is up to your own definition also. So if it helps if it helps to think about it that way, like what is the purpose of me looking for this success? Like what is the meaning of all this? Then that's a good way to look at it because that's the beauty of kind of being your own boss or starting your own business or working for yourself is you get to call those shots. You're not beholden to the nine to five or to a boss that's trying to report to another boss who's trying to report to a regional manager who's trying to report to whatever. So take that power because it it really does kind of change the way that you look at every day. It becomes more of an opportunity instead of this is something I have to do. Yes, I love that. An opportunity instead of something I have to do. That's a good good little nugget there. (laughs) All right. And let's go into step or I guess phase two of this process. And that is to toss those cookie cutter goals out of the window. Seriously though, who says you need to have a fancy title or six-figure income to be successful? I know this can be a lot easier said than done, but really to be able to move and take action on what you identified in step one, you have to be able to basically erase traditional definitions of success and throw them out of the window because, you know, and instead of, and instead create your own milestones, one, ones that resonate with your unique journey. Yeah. I like that. I following, like trying to follow societal expectations examples and stuff it might work for some because it a lot like you know the goals that are sort of I don't want to say imposed because maybe some people choose those goals but sometimes they are imposed like society says you have to be making x amount of money by the time you're 27 or whatever it is but if it doesn't align with you if you're 27 right now you're in your mid-20s and the corporate or career focused life isn't for you or you know, it isn't giving you the sort of freedom that you're looking for or whatever it is that lights you up, don't feel like you have to stick to it. It's so important to look for the things that matter to you on a larger scale and then finding the things in your day-to-day life on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, that'll help you reach that. So if your goal, for example, is to find a better work-life balance, which I think is a very valuable goal that I wish I had set for myself sooner, one thing that you can do for like an interim goal so that you can bring your A-game to work or when you do take on a project that you're excited about is carving out an hour or two in the middle of the day so that you can do not work, (laughs) if that makes sense. So maybe you focus on something more creative or you do something for yourself. Like me, for example, I have two hours out of every day where I try not to do any work besides maybe answering like a couple questions here and there. But those two hours are for me to be in the gym and to focus on my lifts and nothing else. Nobody's allowed to schedule meetings in that time. Nobody's allowed to call me during that time, unless it's an emergency. 
but even that's rare. And even then, like it has to be an emergency emergency. And sometimes if even that's the case, I suggest you call an ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) You're on your own. (laughs) I'm not qualified to deal with this emergency, right? 911's right there. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I mean, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like that's your unique journey and you've identified what works for you and what doesn't work for you and the boundaries that you have. And I think that's that's your version of throwing out the cookie cutter goals that I think society has wanted us to use as benchmarks exactly. in order to define our success. Also, I like what you said, the boundaries, setting the boundaries, because you can't set goals and not have boundaries, right? So if my goal is in the self-care realm to take more time for myself, but then I let clients or whoever walk all over the boundaries like, am I really doing anything for myself is am I successfully working toward that goal think of it that way I guess mm-hmm. and a quick side tangent of off of that <laughs> it's that if you do let someone you know schedule that call when really you told yourself that you were not going to take any calls the fact that you allowed that to happen not only does it teach the client or whoever did that that it's okay for them to cross your boundaries, but you've also taught yourself that it's okay for you to let people cross your boundaries. Right. And and that kind of backfires because then you build this habit of not trusting yourself or not believing in your own goals and not believing in your own success or like the things that you want to be doing. So exactly. I think that's another reason why it's so important to stick to the boundaries that you set for yourself. Yeah. And think of it this way, too. If you aren't going to honor your boundaries, then how can you expect anyone else to So stand firm? I know it's hard. I mm-hmm. am not good at setting boundaries, just like as a person. Like historically, it's something I'm working on. Right. But this is a message for myself as much as it is for you. Mm-hmm. Honor your boundaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we've got phase three for you guys. And that is to be ready to pivot. I mean, Life isn't a straight road. I think we all know that and neither is running a small business or any kind of business really. And the sooner you shift your mindset to see that as the fun part of all of this, you know, being able to pivot is the fun part of all of this. And the sooner you'll be able to see that and you'll, you'll be able to reach that goal as well. So allow yourself to change course. If something isn't clicking, something isn't working, don't fight it so hard. Try and see, is there a different way to do it? That is very different than running away from a goal, though. I want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. But being able to kind of put a pin in an idea that you thought was going to get you to your goal and then saying, okay, that didn't work. Let me try something else that's going to still get me to the same goal. That's pivoting. Yeah, I think it's so valuable to kind of realize when something isn't working and then recognizing a couple of things. One, is this something that I just can't commit to? Like it just doesn't align with something that I want to do. It doesn't align with my life right now. And two, also realizing, is it maybe just not the right time for this goal? So maybe it is something that you, maybe that sub goal is something that is ultimately going to help you reach your bigger goal, but maybe it just isn't the right time yet. Maybe growing this audience on this specific platform isn't meant to be until I have a better system down around this or this part of my business, or even just on a personal level. Like maybe I can't commit to two hours of 
no contact a day. Maybe I just start with 30 minutes, right? And then you work up to the two hours or you decide I'm going to shift where those two hours are because I focus better on stuff here or I am reliably unfocused at this point here. So it makes more sense for me to walk away during this time of the day to reorient myself, go put my mind on different things, etc. Like pivoting fast and being able to do that will save you so much time and heartache ultimately so then you don't feel like you're not making progress or that you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, and I think with all the, you know, shifts and pivots that you do, you along the way you're continuing to redefine success for yourself is what's actually happening. And Yeah. Maybe like the initial strategy did not work out. That's okay because you learned something new that happened along the way that you learned from. And that in itself is something worth celebrating and using to define your success. And remember, it's not failure, it's evolution when something doesn't go your way. I like thinking of it, thinking of it that way because sometimes failure has such like a scary connotation. And instead of trying to redefine failure, why don't you just think of it as something else? Like this was a stepping stone. This was an attempt at something that I decided I didn't like. So I'm just going to do something else. You didn't fail if you learn something, right? Exactly. I like that. You didn't fail if you learned something. All right. And for the last phase or step, I would say, is celebrating the small victories. Let's not skip over this very important step, I think, in my in my brain, it's very important. And let's be clear, every step counts. And remember, so success isn't just about the major milestones that we talked about a, a couple episodes back. It's about the daily wins, the moments of growth, and those aha moments that inevitably get out or get you closer to your goals. Yeah, like positive feedback is just as important, if not more important than recognizing when you don't like something when you it's something that you know came up one time when I was talking to my therapist for example it's something that you have to reinforce the good habits you can't just let them happen and then not acknowledge them right you want to reinforce hey I actually woke up 30 minutes earlier today so that I could get a walk-in before I start taking all my meetings or whatever it is like I took an hour to read a book at night instead of scrolling endlessly on my phone and then, you know, realize realize that and then celebrate it. Like, okay, I like that. It could be as simple as that, right? Like, oh, I recognize that I did something I liked. Here's my metaphorical stamp in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like the last couple of days, I've actually um, changed my workout routine to go in the morning instead of instead of sometimes not going at all <laughs> and <laughs> other times like telling myself I'm going to go at night and then I go at night and it's not a good session. So I switched it to going to going in the morning and historically it's been very hard for me to get up that early because I want to be at my desk by a certain time. So, but the last couple of days it has actually happened. I've actually been able to get myself out of bed and actually nice. a early. Yeah. And so I'm like, that in itself is success for me. I've done it two days in a row and that in itself is amazing. And the way that my boyfriend and I celebrated it was we basically told each other, good job. And we high-fived each other, literally. Yeah. It could be, your celebration could be that small. And that in itself will help you continue doing what it is that you're trying to do. 
yeah it can be something as simple as that like it doesn't have to be you look at yourself in the mirror and go you're doing a great job although sometimes that does help (laughs) yeah 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 but for me like one of those things that I do like to celebrate when I do stuff is so I'm a planner person I think Maida and I've talked about this maybe not on a podcast but maybe we will I don't know yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a planner person so in my one of my spreads I have like a little list of habits that I want to focus on for the month. So examples I'm looking at right now are sleeping for more than six hours, making sure to read for 30 minutes, taking some time to do some writing for myself. And every day that I do that, I'll give myself a little check mark. And then at the end of the month, I can see, ooh, I did a really good job with the reading part of it. And it has become kind of like more of my everyday routine as opposed to this thing that oh I'll get to it one day or I'll read more one day when I'm less busy right or I can see kind of what habits I'm not doing like last month I can count on one hand to the number of nights that I slept more than six hours I was gonna I was gonna wait till you're done talking (laughs) but I was gonna be like what do you mean more than six hours like that's not enough I know no that's why so yeah it's something I'm trying to be better about (laughs) Well, I feel like this is a whole nother tangent, but (laughs) (laughs) maybe another time. But yes, please get more than six hours, Celine. Yeah, uh, me and anyone else out there, because I know there are people out there. I've found them. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Okay. Tangent on that tangent. Speaking of my lack of sleep. One time it was like a busy busy couple of weeks with a client and Sometimes if the the night is just not happening, like a night of sleep is not happening and it's two o'clock and I'm just, I'm still not asleep. Sometimes what I do is I try to like go do something else so that my brain falls asleep. But I think at that point there was just so much happening for that client that I literally sat at my desk just to get some ideas out so that I would stop thinking about them. And I saw that my contact for this client was also awake at two in the morning. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I almost messaged her. I was like, hello but then I was like no (laughs) I don't want to acknowledge that this happened yeah then she's gonna be like oh every night at 2 a.m I can bug her (laughs) boundaries people boundaries we're back to the boundaries but also yes like I didn't want to encourage her either like she needed to be asleep (laughs) right yeah that's funny yes please so let us know about your sleep schedule hopefully you get more than six sometime Oh no, it's week. been a lot better. It's been no, oh, it's good. been a lot better this in this month. I actually even changed the goal to seven because six is not realistic. Like if I sleep at least seven hours, I get a little check mark. And so far, we're what 15, 16 days into August. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's more than half. Good <laughs> we did for it. You, I am proud of you. <laughs> That's very good progress. Exactly. Ten out of sixteen. That's not bad. Yeah, and, you know, some of those good. days that I didn't get seven hours are because it was a weekend and I stayed up. So that was a fun time as opposed to anxiety, yeah, I guess. <laughs> see, and, and that's that's what I'm saying. So now you can redefine that success for yourself because now you're, <laughs> you're saying I didn't stay up to think about work. I stayed up because I had fun. So that exactly. So even though you didn't sleep the seven hours, six days this month, it was still success to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that brings us back to the topic. <laughs> We're back out of the tangent loop. It was a circle. <laughs> yes. 
But honestly, that that was all that we had for you guys today, those different steps and phases. So I just want to know, will you be redefining success for yourself? And I hope that you do. And as you do, know that you're stepping into a world of empowerment. It's like reclaiming your narrative and designing your own story at that point. And your path might not look like everyone else's. And that's okay. And because your path is so different, that's what makes it extraordinary. But if you answered yes to my question, will you be redefining success for yourself in doesn't matter if it's for business, for personal, or whatever it might be, if you want to give it a try based on the steps and the phases that we we um, provided in this episode, go ahead and send us a DM on Instagram. We'll link our Instagram in the show notes as always, and let us know. Let us know what you're doing and how you're doing it. We would love to have that conversation. All right. Thanks for joining us for this conversation at On Tangent. If this episode resonated with you, share it with your friends who are on their success journey as well. And remember, success isn't about keeping up with the Joneses. It's about making up your own rhythm. Keep redefining, keep dreaming, and keep walking your unique path. Until next time, my friend.